0: is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hey party people, long time no chat. I feel like it's been a slower time. I think the winter is good to be slower but I get really annoyed because I feel like I need to get things done <laughs> but that's just my hey, hey, not self talk <laughs> <laughs> And that segues us right into this episode. I have an awesome guest today. Um, he found me on Facebook, as many people do. And we just kind of geeked out over. We both have podcasts. And I think it's because we both like to share. Hello, defined Throat. And for me, this is the easiest way and the best way to share and talk about human design with the people that enjoy it. So everybody, welcome Ian. Hello, 1-3 Generator here. Woo Hello. He's joining me from up north somewhere. I'm in the middle of the United States. We'll keep it vague like that. Everybody knows where I'm from, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ian is here. Um, I don't get a lot of generators on the podcast, to oh. be honest. Okay. I feel like when I first learned about human design and and generators and manifesting generators it was was i kind of heard that because the world is more built for y'all a little bit it they don't necessarily come to systems like human designer things like that and are looking for help because you kind of you kind of fit, fit in a little bit but i think where human design is indispensable for the generator is Um, when it comes to like boundaries and yes and no and responding rather than making things happen because that's got to be frustrating as a generator especially a motor motorized generator such as yourself to be here to respond Mm -hmm. is that how 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 do you feel about that
1: oh my god (laughs) it was what I had been seeking my entire life up until design said hello. I had no idea Mm -hmm. that I could simply wait to respond. I thought I had to figure it all out. I thought I had to know what I was doing and where I'm going in life and then go there. And then I happened to learn that I'm, I'm a receptive personality with strategic unconscious design.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so for me to be able to trust my body and to trust my response in life, the fact that I don't have to go out of my way and initiate anything, that I can wait to respond, Mm -hmm. was simply the most profound thing. This notion that my aura is attracting what belongs to me, what's coming my way, and then my body is going to say yes or no, and that's the sorting mechanism, and I can trust that it became a radical experiment very fast.
0: Was it scary? You don't sound like it was scary.
1: <laughs> well, it helped me come to, grips, come to grips with how terrifying life fundamentally is for the first line and how I don't have to be afraid because I can instead truly cognize. I can think for myself and I can see for myself. I can see what's happening and I can trust what's happening and so with my open ajna i was very caught up in concepts about things Mm -hmm. trying to find the foundation and wow nothing was able to give a foundation like design Mm -hmm. i had studied yoga for years i had practiced yoga for years i had done multiple teacher trainings lived at the ashram for a month i had taught classes i had Studied all kinds of esoterica online, everything I could possibly get my hands on. Mm-hmm. And I never heard about human design.
0: <laughs> the, I, I, I was just a, never I found was, me. I was it, not um, a woo woo person yeah. until design. I was very logical. So I didn't go through any of that. But you went, it sounds like you went through a lot of different modalities.
1: I searched everything I could possibly find because Mm -hmm. I have nine activations in the first line Mm -hmm. and to top it all off I have a second color motivation and so that means that I'm motivated by hope
0: I love hope motivation it's similar to mine it's actually the most similar to mine innocence and hope
1: right there's a deep similarity there yeah for me as a hopeful motivation it's been learning about what not to be involved in it's about learning where i can't make a difference where i couldn't possibly stop or change or have an influence at all it's like yep i I have hope because there are forces far bigger than me at play and i trust those forces
0: oh wow i never thought of it like i love thinking about that usually when i think about innocence motive my innocence motivation which is similar to hope it's, it's not the way that you said it. Like, I don't look, I'm not thinking about where I can't make a difference, but when you say it like that, it takes a lot of pressure off Yeah. because you're right as our, our design, we're here to do certain things, but we're also here to recognize where we are not going to, where it's not going to work, where we're not going to benefit and the other is not going to benefit. Mm -hmm. So if we can see that, then we can like you said, stay out of it. Right. <laughs> we don't yeah, have to be involved in everything.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> the benefit and magic of acceptance as well. Like like I was born in this body, you were born in that body. And because of that, we can get along in conversation relative to all the experiences we ever had leading up to this moment. If either of us were born in a, in a different body and then the experiences we might have had leading to this moment, we might not be having a fun conversation. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so cool. All right, let's rewind. And because I asked you a question that was really good and we went a little off topic, but now I want to rewind to go to where. I want to talk about, I want you to talk about where you found human design or how it found you or how that all went.
1: Mm -hmm. So essentially I was born and raised in Alaska. And I had this sense that time was running out and I had to move. I had to do. There was something going and there was a movement happening. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I had inherited a vehicle. I inherited a Ford Escape. Lovely. From one of my best friend's grandmother's passing. It was her vehicle and the family decided that I could receive it. And then I spoke with my friend's mother and received permission to sell the Ford Escape. And then I bought a one-way ticket to Hawaii.
0: (laughs) How fun! Oh, I love this.
1: Oh, yeah. It was so great. I have a friend who was in Hawaii at the time. I don't think she is at the moment. She was staying with her, like, some family over there. And so I was spending time with this close friend I met who was working at a gemstone rock shop Mm -hmm. originally in Alaska. Mm -hmm. And it turns out, well, there's a friend in Hawaii. I've wanted to go back to hawaii since i was in there from robotics competition when i was in high school we Mm -hmm. went to the hawaii regionals and i remember that i remember this feeling in my body that i didn't notice until i was away from it and it was being in an environment that was like hot humid tropical warm sunny Mm -hmm something that was a lot more in alignment with my natural shores, hot thirst, health system. Correct. And so I always wanted to go back to Hawaii after that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And let's see, I found myself there. Well, one second, one second. So I sold the Ford Escape. I found myself in Hawaii. I'm staying there with my friend. I'm looking for essentially some kind of a yoga instructor because that was the closest thing I'd found to, this is the trail, this is where I'm going. Yeah. And then I heard about Sadhguru's inner engineering course in, was it? San Francisco, California. Mm -hmm. And it was a month away. I was like, "Oh, oh, wow. Okay, interesting. I didn't know I'd only be here in hawaii for a month (laughs) and so i called up my aunt and uncle in laguna beach california
0: yep they have this beautiful home
1: yeah they have this beautiful home in orange county Mm -hmm. and so i called them up and asked if if i go to this yoga Would I be able to stay with you guys for a little while as I sort things out and move on to my next step? And so then I left my friend in Hawaii. I learned and received a transmission of a yoga technique called the Shambhavi Mahamudra Kriya from Mm Sadhguru. And so I was practicing that about twice a day in California. Uh, Right after getting there, I, I walked out. And I hopped on the bus like the very next day and I went down to a restaurant and I got a job as a dishwasher. And mm-hmm. so I would be washing dishes and practicing yoga at home. And then I started my teacher training with a woman named Laura Love in Orange County, California, and it was her very first teacher training. and it was a vinyasa style with a lot of open-ended elements to it mm-hmm, that brought mm-hmm. in really good, cohesive, I believe, six line energy to the whole process mm-hmm. that was really um, deeply impactful on my experience. And so from there, I began to attempt, to manifest, I suppose, I attempted to manifest work as a yoga instructor, Mm -hmm. and then I learned and recognized, well, getting ahead of myself a little bit, because I didn't know that I didn't have the 21 before I found out what human design was. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's weird how sometimes we look back and go, oh, I can see my design in play when I didn't know what it was.
1: (laughs) Precisely, precisely. The thing was, I have no 21. And so I don't have a voice that can give orders of control of telling you what to do and to follow my commands. And this is your yoga practice. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't naturally have that voice. And so it was kind of unnatural and weird for me. And it didn't Mm -hmm. quite feel right. Yep. However, it was deeply fulfilling for my ability to kind of work through the psychological tension and the challenges of that. That was definitely beneficial. Yeah, yeah. And so essentially, I was, I think, was this after? I believe it was after I'd already moved out from my aunt and uncle's place. I was living in a room I rented from a retired college professor. Mm -hmm. And... I was looking at Instagram one day and I saw this house. I saw this space that was advertising something that looked attractive to me. And I went, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to go see what's happening over there. They had these Congan machines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And my dad had been big on that machine since I was a child. And it was the first time I'd heard about it in a long time. And back then my skeptical mind was like, I don't know. What are you talking about? Rearranging the blood and sorting this stuff out. And it sounded pseudoscientific based on my indoctrinization from school, Mm -hmm. from education. And so then I hop on the bus and I ride the bus for about an hour up to this two-story house in Costa Mesa that's got this nice big open backyard and they got these fancy water machines where you don't even have to buy soap anymore because you can rinse your dishes in 2.5 pH water and you don't even have to wash it off it's already like spotless clean shiny
0: I've heard of those
1: they're really really cool (laughs) and so I walked into this house and essentially everybody in that house is living their design to their ability they're Mm -hmm. already in their experiment And so all of a sudden I was, what are you talking about human design? What is this? And I was surrounded by people and there's a sound bath every week. So I'm visiting this. You
0: came to human design in real life, in Aura with other people. That's how you first came to it.
1: That's where it went. Hello, bunk.
0: Dude, that is so cool. I didn't mean to interrupt, but like, that's really neat. Almost anyone I've ever met finds it online or in a podcast or in that sort of manner. And the fact that your defined body took, was like, we're going. Oh, that's so neat. Okay. Keep going. My
1: my mind, my personality did everything it could possibly do to find it. I even bought a copy of the Gene Keys and then his commentaries twice without ever (laughs) like fully reading them to the point where, I knew what was going on i never knew about human design but i had those copies of the gene key book
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it's like it it was close you know it kind of poked in and said hello yeah. but i didn't really have that chance and like as a one three it was so utterly perfect because mm-hmm. i couldn't find it from trying to manifest it from my mind that's not the order of operations for how like life occurs
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was my quad motor authority definition structure that bumped into it and went whoa and then I'm like arguing against it. Like Roz says something about the dream rave and how the dream rave has no bearing on your waking life. And I'm like arguing against that to my friend who introduced me and she's a six two with her son in the fourth gate in the sixth line of mm-hmm. an undefined Ajna. <laughs> also an emotional generator. Yeah. <laughs> That's and really so,
0: cool. I uh, find myself like looking out parts of it too and being like, oh, all right, this pisses like like finding the parts of it that annoy you and you're like wait a second and then you you listen to other people talk about it and it's like oh. I'm really open-minded about my human design and when other people come up with concepts or theories about what they know I'm always open to hear it because mm. you might show me something or teach me something that I never thought about just like earlier when you said hope motivation is looking for where it it's not needed or or won't be of help," like to me that, that train of, I never went down that path and you like uh-huh. put me down it. So now I'm like, oh, I love this. Yes. It's, that is so neat that you came to it in, in aura with other people like it's that. totally
1: perfect. You know, I couldn't have it any other way.
0: Yeah. And like, like I said, that never, cause human design is pretty niche people. So <laughs> it's hard to find people in real life once you're in it and excited about it and want to talk about it to talk to so to not know anything about it and then to come into it and all these people are like
1: I have a hard time believing that I, I dislike the the limited belief that it's hard to find people to speak with design about okay because I believe that when it's time to talk with other people about it they will be there and you will talk about it
0: I know, but that means I have to wait. Oh, I'm so impatient. yeah. It's not difficult,
1: you know. It's not difficult. You simply have to have that patience, you know. Like
0: <laughs> I know, I know. You you seem to. It's. I like that you came to design after. It seems like you had already a lot of tools, you know, like I, patience.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't even say I have patience necessarily, because <laughs> I don't really wait. I don't wait for anything.
0: You respond. And, I yeah. wait. Well, the thing is, <laughs>
1: I suppose my design specifically feels like I was made to recognize lack of control that there is no such thing and there is no control over this system this life and over what's going on there's no control here yeah like I have all four of my motors that are responsible for moving the body in any way all four of them are defined together
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's no <laughs> there's no gate 21 there's no controlling force in there
0: it does what it wants when it wants.
1: Mm-hmm. And I've got a third line, third color, third tone determination.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's and your so determination?
1: It's hot thirst.
0: Oh yeah, I remember you told me that. I'm alternating appetite. Oh,
1: first, that's so first, fun. first. <laughs> yeah, alternating. That's uh, mm, let's see, Avita who introduced me to human design, the six two has that same determination
0: mm-hmm. it's an interesting one because I don't have a lot of first lines in my design but I'm survival view which is first line and I'm alternating and I can feel the first line sometime but really in survival like the term of survival really makes sense to me because for me I'm very simple on what I need uh-huh. I'm very much like we need this we need th-. I don't like a lot of extra stuff I just want functionality and like, to make sure I'm not going to die. That's really right. <laughs> what <laughs> I, I like what I, when I, what I need for like material things and stuff to protect me. I'm like, all right, basic survival stuff. I'm also caves. So that mm. makes sense that yeah,
1: she is. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, and I like, I love that you're pointing all this stuff out that these little pieces and parts really impact your design in ways that you're not going to be aware of until it happens
1: (laughs) it's so incredible like i finally found something that's a reliable foundation Mm -hmm. and the thing was is it's because it reached the point where i'm like in california door dashing to pay rent and all of a sudden there's car problems that show up and how am i going to pay rent and even have a car to drive how am i going to make money to pay this stuff off when it's all compounding what am i going to do And it really became the situation of betting my life double or nothing every day on my inner authority and type strategy. And it was like, I don't know what the hell to do. This is what I'm going to do. I think it works. And the way in which I was able to physically accept that in the moment is through what I'm doing now, the deep breathing. Mm -hmm. You see, I was sitting in my car so frustrated and upset that I would scream at the top of my lungs Mm -hmm. until I could hardly talk. And then I started doing this instead. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then. You get that rhythm, you can go in there and you can enter a deep space where all of a sudden it's like you're constricting and you're getting tight. And I wanna stop. I don't want to do this anymore. It's not comfortable. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you open up into this open space and it's like, oh wow, this I can do this for a moment. This is nice. And mm-hmm.
0: I love breath work. I've I'm also a certified yoga teacher, but I've never taught. And mm. it was funny how you said it you didn't, it didn't like. Because I was the same. I was like, I'm totally into this. I love this. And then when I went to teach, it just, it didn't feel right. (laughs) And I was trying to convince myself, oh no, it's just because you're just starting, like you're nervous, blah, blah, blah. Um, I have a hard time with trust and like trusting my body, obviously, because I have no body definition. So when it comes to that trust and when I feel in my body that I don't like something, this gives me 10 reasons why that's incorrect. right? So I I have to like bypass all those reasons and go, even though this doesn't make sense logically, like this is what you should listen to. Uh And and sometimes I'm really quick with it. My body's really fast with it. And I don't want, I feel like I can't trust it because it's too fast.
1: (laughs) I have a question for you and I'm, yeah, it's somewhat unspecific. However, it is So, so you have the alternating appetite determination. Yes. What other keynotes for your variables can you give? Like, is there, is there touch, or is there vision, or
0: I have inner vision. Um, I Mm have. I'm inner vision. And I'm, I'm survival view. Alternating appetite caves. What are the other ones? I know there's other ones. (laughs) Well, I. I'm observed rather than observer. I know that.
1: Observed rather than observer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That gave me what I was curious about. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what wasn't answered within the variables, but it gave me what I was looking for. So. (laughs) Awesome. Do you ever practice with closing your eyes for a moment?
0: I mean, I meditate every day, sometimes twice a day, and my eyes are always closed but yeah. i usually i almost always have like it's like guided i have a hard time with silence oh because i get it have you here. worked
1: with like um brainwave entrainment technologies like uh binaural beats or isochronic tones or
0: no i i mean i think there have been so i think i've done meditations with like the binaural beats in it but i've never specifically gone for something like that but i would yeah i'm open i'm
1: right. open <laughs> okay i can send you one that i'd recommend because
0: okay
1: what i like about some of these is that the way the vibration is being emitted through the audio it's carrying a frequency that i can use as a meditation object of a much higher frequency than my own breath mm-hmm. And so my, my normal object is my breath. And so if I'm stressed or whatever, I'll breathe in and out more. Mm-hmm. And that deals with that. However, if I want to focus on something that's more rapid than my breath, then you have this beat that's moving in a certain way.
0: Yeah, because you can't and, be like, ah, <laughs> you'll <right>. pass out.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah. And so those rhythms and the beats, they can captivate my awareness in a way mm-hmm. that pulls my awareness into my pineal, like into the center of my being. And then from there, you can, in theory, project it outward.
0: Okay. Yeah. I want that stuff. I want those. Cool. Yeah. yeah Cause meditation has been a really big piece for me. And it's funny because when I first came to men- to human design, somebody told me mental projectors should, aren't they're not good at meditation. You're not good at it. And I was like, well, first of all, it's not something to be good at. It's just, <laughs>
1: I know I, I know I had
0: like that I, was a reaction
1: well i'm like offended to it because it's like okay if you have a defined ajna it means that you have a f- fixed function of conceptualization
0: yes
1: and so when you're meditating you're you're doing so many things you're you can be exploring that fixed system of conceptualization and seeing farther reaches of it mm-hmm. and that can be the deepest value right in there mm-hmm. You could also go beyond that and into, oh, I have no idea anymore. And this is still beautiful.
0: Yeah. And (sighs) even sometimes I'm lying there and and they're right. My my Aja doesn't turn off and it's still talking, but I don't care. That's not, there's, I, I feel like a lot of times people think there's like a point to meditation or you have to do it right or whatever. If your brain doesn't shut off. Okay. Like you can still sit there, just stay there and do what you're doing. If you wander off in here that's fine you just come back it's I've been meditating every day for years and yeah. I still have like stuff sometimes it's like oh don't forget you got to do this thing today and it's cool you just have compassion with yourself people are so not not nice to themselves when it comes to this kind of stuff like you feel like yeah. you have to sit right and be correct i meditate lying down because i have a hip issue so i can't sitting Bothers me. And I'm not going to let that stop me. I can lie right. down and meditate. It's called Shavasana. Deal <laughs> with it. So, um, and if that's what, ma- <laughs> huh?
1: Say, there are many people who that's their favorite asana.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if that's how you are still, if that's the easiest way for you to be still is to lie mm-hmm. down, you're not doing anything wrong. If you want to stand up, stand and meditate, great. If you want to walk outside, meditate, cool. There's so many ways to do it. I feel like I talk about meditation on this podcast all the time because it's, it's besides human design, meditation and yoga are the single, are the things that have like really changed my whole life and really helped me to let go of control
1: sort Mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like that's uh, my
0: big issue is control and trust, which I know they go together. So that makes sense.
1: Right. right. (laughs) Yeah, it's been such a profound thing for me as well, because yoga and meditation, these ancient practices and the potential value that we can derive from the ancient strategy of our ancestors. Mm -hmm. The problem is when it's ruling us on the personal level or when we take the ancient ways too seriously as if they apply to us. And on a purely technical level, they can't anymore. Not technically, mm-hmm. not the same.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a different time.
1: Yeah, I mean, ever since 1781. Different
0: beings. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so that yeah. totally makes sense. I love that.
1: It was. It's what grounded my entire life. It's as if yoga saved my life and then human design gave it back to me. It was like this answered everything yoga didn't and i didn't even know it like I, I didn't even know i was looking for this puzzle piece like they were the exact opposite of each other yoga was mm-hmm. this perfectly wonderfully homogenized generic universal you can do the right thing and then human design was like here's the right thing for you specifically
0: very specific
1: and and between the two we can dance forever you know like yeah it's like,
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. That's funny that you came to all that stuff because I did too. And I was actually born and raised in Southern California. So I'm very familiar with all the places that you've been.
1: Ah, they're (laughs) wonderful places. I I felt like it was five years of a paradisical. Well, there was some hellish realm in there as well, of course, but
0: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But it's just so neat that, like I said, it feels when the way you talk about it, it feels like your body decides it wants to go someplace and then you go and the trust that's like huge. A, well, A lot of people don't have that or can't access that maybe.
1: Yeah. It's, it's part of why I feel blessed in my design is that yeah. I have these four motors. The four motors are the only four out of all nine energy centers for responsible for physical movement in any way, shape or form of the body.
0: But you've got them all. Defined. They're,
1: they're fixed together. So it's like, they're one thing. It's like, oh, okay. Well, they're going to do their thing. And- I can watch that. Okay, interesting. And I can learn how to communicate that better and better over time through my 1648.
0: Mm -hmm. Very cool. Because it allows me
1: to existentially communicate from my emotional place at that point.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so neat. All right. I think it's finally time we talk about the thing that we've both been wanting to talk about. Oh, the not self guys. <laughs> um if you've never heard the term not self in human design look it up you'll there's a lot but in general it just it's like a a little signal that you are maybe not going off of your path but that there's something you need to be aware of that's what it feels like to me that there's something that you need to be aware of and perhaps something you need to make space for and have compassion for because usually the not self things The terms for them are inherently quote unquote negative. Um, They sound quote unquote heavy, like all, this is the dark of human design, Mm -hmm. but it's not bad. And it's not meant to be like, oh, these are the bad negative parts of me. I have to work on. No, these are just other parts (laughs) of you. See, right? No, we're getting attitude over here. These are parts of you that will always be there. It's it's nothing bad. It's nothing good. It is what it is. And I feel that once we, people can come to terms with that, the not self is not as scary as it can sound. Um, mm-hmm. It's very helpful, it, especially for third lines when we are here to bump into things and figure out what not to do. The not self is like, hey, don't do that.
1: <laughs> right? Like
0: crap, you're right. <laughs> We tried this Mm -hmm. already and this isn't the way. So we're going to try it this way now. Um, And that's why I love the not self. And you can hear it and talked about when it comes to the centers, there's not self themes in the centers, nine centers. There's not self themes that have to do with your particular type. There's not self just all over the place. Um, And when you're talking about variables, it's a different term. It's called transference, right?
1: Yeah, transference transferred so it's, state
0: it's which is quite similar to not self right it's just a different it's kind of very a different word. important
1: it's very important for the not self and it's very important to the very nature of life itself like yeah. from my comprehension if we didn't have transference we would not have this physical reality with all these beautiful colors and stuff yeah because like we need
0: something that. to bump into and be like oh crap i need um i went too far this way
1: <laughs> right Yeah, and it's even part of the nature of the physics of the counterbalancing of this binary Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of what life is and so when you have the yin counterbalanced with the yang and they're working together you see things flowing beautifully Mm -hmm. and i really appreciated the way you brought up and brought in the not self to this because it it brought out that laugh from me
0: good well i I want i for me human design it's It's one of the most important things I've ever found in my life. And it's a huge piece, but that doesn't mean it can't be light and fun. And that we, we, we can't look at it in a way that's not so serious sometimes, even though it is a serious thing.
1: Well, okay. So that brings me to another thing as well, because, oh, let's see, I guess, which one comes first? Alan Watts wants to come through first, taking things seriously. I actually consider that as a negative propagation. I consider serious as this grim, this is a life or death. You better Mm -hmm. take this serious. Mm -hmm. And what I prefer, what Alan Watts gave me when I was even a child listening to him uh, on YouTube, I would listen to his lectures for hours. And don't take me seriously. He said to take me sincerely.
0: Like that. Oh, I really like that.
1: There's a big difference there.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Because I'm
0: always trying to be authentic and genuine, and I like the because that's what it feels like. It's like
1: yeah, it's sincerity.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh! It even brings it even brings whole new meaning to the word sin. If sin sin is the beginning of sincerity, what does that mean? You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I got to do some more etymology research. You know,
0: (laughs) right. See, this takes us everywhere. Oh, I love this so much. Yeah,
1: it's. I I had to say for one more thing, at least, is that I really appreciated the way in which you brought up the not self because it brought that laugh out of me because of how clearly I can communicate that, oh, these dark parts of myself, I need to work on this. Oh, wait a minute. You're not supposed to work on that. You don't need to work on that. It's not fixed. You need to be able to let go of that and then watch it turn into a whistle or a tornado or whatever you want it to be, because it's when we try to control what we don't have that we're pulled away from what we are. And it's when we let go that the chance of our highest wishes and dreams can actually have space to manifest. Totally. Like,
0: yeah, It's that's awesome.
1: It's something I found very fascinating in the design community, especially because of how polarizing things can get and the way in which individuals will have an outer authority that is, say, different from raw. Mm -hmm. And so some people would say if you have an indirect or peripheral perspective, so if your bottom right variable is a right arrow rather than a left arrow, so your indirect perspective. Mine is
0: right. Mine is right. bottom bottom left bottom right bottom right yeah right
1: some people would say that means you're an indirect manifester Mm -hmm. and if it's a left arrow it'd be a direct manifester
0: oh this is that non-specific specific specific manifester thing isn't it
1: precisely and i (laughs) dislike the term manifester being applied there me too because it conflates with the physical type
0: it's confusing
1: it is and it's not i don't think it's right i agree when i'm talking about manifestation in that way what i do is i actually look at the energy center and so we both i believe have defined throats right yes so we have a fixed relationship to manifest reality Mm
0: -hmm. yes
1: rather indirect or direct you see the thing about that indirect manifester is that it's actually a peripheral perspective you're looking from the edges you're looking towards the horizon where this becomes that you know, It's you're more big
0: picture, less little pieces,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and that has nothing to do with the way that you manifest things and put things out into the world. It more has to do with what you envision, what you see, yeah. as as the process is already happening. Right. It's your- oh dang. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Because I mean, the biggest difference here is that when we're talking about the body graph. We're talking about basically physics. We're talking about physical stuff and the nine basic dimensions of human life. Mm -hmm. And then we're talking about variable. Well, we're talking about something different here. We're not talking about physics anymore. We're not talking about physical cause and effect anymore. We're talking about awareness. And what I deeply appreciate about the way Ross spoke is that he openly admitted, this is where my intelligence breaks down. I don't know how to talk about awareness. I know material. I know physical stuff, this awareness. Well, I'm going to give you guys a pointed direction and this is what I see. And then you can play from there. And Mm -hmm. wow. The way in which our awareness is truly free when you can see what it is. Like I see how my conscious awareness is purely receptive, right angle. Mm -hmm. and then my unconscious design is purely strategic and so i see this binary within myself and it even goes into multiple levels like i have this quad motor definition structure and this fully strategic design unconscious it's like oh, okay well there's this fully strategic thing happening this life thing this life happens
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and i'm here to watch the movie you know i mean it is a movie you don't have to feel like you're responsible for your behavior. Mm-hmm. When you can actually accept there is no such thing as choice.
0: Ooh, no choice. You're jumping in all that. the spicy pieces. I love it.
1: Why well, I have to be I have to be honest, you know, and
0: I know I love if it. You,
1: if you believe in choice, then you are responsible for yourself and your behavior. If you don't, then you can go beyond even that and become part of a greater picture.
0: I love it. I think that's so cool. And I love that you brought up where raw knows his limits and is like okay figure this out because when you as a mental projector when you read what raw writes about mental projectors it's basically i don't know a whole lot you guys are going to have to figure this out on your own (laughs) and it's like well screw you raw that's not cool
1: That was basically his whole message I mean there was a lot of truth you know a lot of power came through and then he came up with his most practical thing ever type strategy and inner authority and then all the people that were working with him went you're making shit up we're done with you. Really? Yeah strategy and authority that. that strategy and authority was not there in the very beginning. What? You didn't know. You
0: didn't know. So well, that's what's pounded into everybody's brain as soon as you hear about human design, uh-huh. and you have any question, strategy and authority, strategy and authority, strategy and authority. So, ra did not come up with strategy and authority originally at the beginning.
1: Correct. It yeah. was it Just was type. the it was his fifth line universalization of now I can reach everyone. I gotcha. Because before that, you had definitions, and then you had doers and non-doers, and that single
0: definition became... non-doer here,
1: right? <laughs> and I'm like a split definition. Uh, well, I don't know if you'd say doer or not. I think it might have only been manifestor. However, by my perception, I'd call the energy types doers. So, general yeah. manifestors, doers, projectors. At the
0: beginning, yeah, yeah, it's very. Doers. Yeah, we, we kind of got more more specific. So how do you feel about strategy and authority then?
1: Oh, I think it's the most important thing ever. On, okay. the, on, the universal, yeah. on the universal practicality, it's like, hey, you can actually breathe deeper and your psychological problems will go away. Did you know that? You didn't? You don't believe me? Okay, best. Nope. good luck. <laughs> like well, that. try it's-
0: being a mental projector and reading that you have no authority, okay? because not. I don't believe deep. that either. I know, I don't either.
1: I've got multiple lines of thought as well. One is from uh, Lara, Lara Joe. I think that might be how I would say her name. Uh huh. She talks about inner authority coming out from the tonal cognition.
0: Which one is that?
1: So essentially, I'll give a map. Then okay. basically, we have the crystal of consciousness. The you inner vision
0: of... cognition is vision, right? Inner vision.
1: Yeah, I believe. Okay, so. go ahead. Go ahead. And so. You basically have the crystal of consciousness. It's either a design or a personality. We have two put together, basically.
0: Yeah, the monopole.
1: Right, the monopole holds them together in our hologram of separation. And so you got this crystal and you got a neutrino. The neutrino comes from the sun and it taps the outside and enters the crystal at a base frequency, one Mm -hmm. of five. And then on the inside of that crystal, it resonates as a tone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: one of six. And then it leaves that little crystal as a color, one of six. And then it's recaptured by your magnetic monopole into the line of the gate of an energy center in your body graph. Mm-hmm.
0: This is the stuff I never, it I I, at first, when I came to human design, I thought I, I had to learn this stuff like in this way that you know these things, and it took me a while to realize as a three six, that's not necessarily necessarily true. Three six, this, I see. Yeah, this is a especially. like especially yeah. And I was trying to force myself to sound smart and like to have all the human design words and terminology and everything and how it happened, like the monopole and the crystals and all that stuff. I was like, well, if I don't know those things, I can't speak on it because I'm not being genuine. And right. once I learned more about my design, I realized that that wasn't true. If, if I'm not interested to learn it in that way, then don't worry about it. Cause three, six, isn't going to learn in a way that they don't want to
1: very and, true
0: and the way that you are talking is the way that my other friend rebecca speaks very like so you just said you have all the terminology and the words and you hold up here she's also a one three and i feel like one threes are just you have you have the the facts and you have like the the information here you go I mean, So, and this i used is... to think something was wrong with me because i couldn't hold it like that but it's That's not a... my design yeah.
1: you have different purpose you know different work
0: yeah,
1: like as a one-three defined ego, especially this was something yeah. I found so funny. So from from all the raw that I've heard and studied so far, I have heard this: undefined egos have nothing to prove. I have we also have so much to prove. <laughs> well, we try case, so hard. In truth, you were born perfect, and you're yeah, convinced otherwise. Yeah, it's true. And the trip is though. He's also said you got a first line, you have something to prove. And then he, I haven't heard him reconcile the difference yet. So I'm annoyed at him right now. Cause he, <laughs> he, would, like, he would dare to bring up such a contradiction and not in the same breath, clear it up. Like, I'm like, come on, man.
0: <laughs> and of course it's a first line that points this out. It's like, hey, did you see, you said this here. And then you said this here. Can we get some sort of reconciliation? I love that. Mm-hmm i feel like first lines maybe you have something to prove that's more information based and i feel like ego is something to prove is more like provider what can i do what can i show you i don't know that's what it sounds like in my yeah
1: mind. with um that makes sense to me because the first line something to prove would be simply about logical foundations being solid and getting over your fears in a sense mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. whereas the undefined ego lack of self-worth is seeking validation from other people and becomes i will prove myself to you i will show
0: you how i can do this and
1: then i'll get my validation and now i know i'm okay
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because Mm -hmm. you told me i didn't i didn't have to and the
0: first line is like i'm going to tell you why this is solid and why it's okay and the i see what you mean it's almost like the undefined ego needs the other to validate them. And the first line is like, no, no, I'm going to tell you all the reasons why I'm validated. And you're going to listen to all of them. (laughs) I love that. Um, Okay. So we've talked about so many different things and my mind has been blown like a million times, but I do, if there is something that you wanted to say, and if you're cool to come back, we'll do another podcast. Um, (laughs) Cause you're great.
1: I'd be happy to be back on some other time.
0: Cool. Okay. So I do want to know if there's something that you wanted to say and impart in this episode about not self, like what would be something you might want to say?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, you perfectly asked a little question and answer. You asked the question that I had an answer pop into my head for mm, 10 minutes ago. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a good, that's a good answer. I want to say it. And then I went on the, the other direction. And now oh, you I finally asked the question. And so about the not-self is my favorite mm-hmm. analogy of the not-self is salt. The not-self as salt. Okay. So essentially, most of us, when we're eating a dish, we want to have a little bit of salt in there. You know, it spices it up, it enhances the flavor. It's nice and enjoyable. Mm-hmm nobody wants to eat a handful of this stuff
0: no i agree you need a little a little sprinkle of not self but if you dump on too much it's like like
1: a little bit it helps the world go around and everybody's happy and laughing and joyous it's when it controls the life or when you're eating spoonful after spoonful after spoonful you start Mm -hmm. to feel sick
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah totally Oh my god that that does make a lot of sense because as i said before the not self is an it's an important part it's not it's not like you're trying to get rid of the not self or trying to make it go away like that's not there's no goal here that will no. always be around yeah no matter if you've been in your experiment for 7 years or 7 minutes you'll always have not self stuff because even, it's necessary
1: even all the way to the end of life on earth the end mm-hmm. of this round there will be not self
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's a good to, to, to speak about it that way is help should be helpful for people because I feel like there's a lot of things people try to stop in their lives or make go away, like their emotions and things like that. They're oh. like, okay, if I can stop this, or if I can make it go away. And these are things that will never leave you never, never go away. away.
1: You can have a completely different relationship with those open centers though.
0: Of course. Yes. Like,
1: like when you're not emotionally defined, knowing that if emotions are ruling my life, it's not okay. It's probably a bad time.
0: And it's probably because I'm not emotionally defined. A lot of times it's not me. It's other people's stuff. But my undefined emotional center ramps it up in my body and I have no centers to ground it down here. Mm-hmm. So it's all just like, Whoa, up here. Um, and that's, <sighs> I've been working on that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I take a lot of breaths. I also have learned a lot to, to give myself more time and space to have a reaction mm. because a lot of times I think I'm supposed to react immediately to what's going on. I need to be like, I think it's my survival view is like, all right, are you ready? Are you ready to go? Like, are you You're not
1: splenic though? So <laughs>
0: Yeah, so slow down. In fact, not only am I not splinic, I'm like the slowest authority that there is, except for the lunar authority. Like it takes a long time. And I had to I explained it to another mental projector this way. If you are processing something and you think you know the answer and it came really quickly, you're you're probably right. But it will still behoove you to go through the mental projector process because then you add little parts and pieces to that answer. It's like a, it's like a yes, but these are my boundaries here or a no, but I can give you this because it causes me, costs me zero energy. So I think a lot of times mental projectors don't allow themselves to be quick because they think because their process is slow, the answer Mm. can't come quick, but you can have the answer first and then soundboard and put yourself in different environments and process you can know that it's a yes and then do all that stuff and i think it's the same with any of the other authorities you can know what the answer is very quickly but to process it through your authority helps nuance the answer so that Mm -hmm. it protects your energy and puts boundaries in place in case you need it especially generators generators need boundaries
1: you know this is even something that raw saw I heard him mention or read or heard something like that this notion that emotional definitions particularly personality definitions these people can become more aware of their correct Mm decision-making process in an identifiable way Mm -hmm. than others perhaps Mm -hmm. and so there's this like consistent emotional wave that's in their conscious awareness and so eventually they can become aware of the dynamics and so most of my emotional authority definition structure that half of me Mm
0: -hmm. most
1: of that is conscious Mm -hmm. there's three channels and only two gates are unconscious Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and so wow i have become so aware like it's so long as my mind isn't abusing my body it's Mm -hmm. all good yeah because the thing is is my mind can no longer tell my body to do something if the body said no to it
0: no not not you your body's loud
1: (laughs) it'll let me know you know because the thing is is when i'm out of alignment i'm the first one to suffer
0: (laughs) yeah but it also seems like you're one of the first You're you you are aware like your awareness is 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 big like you know when it happens
1: well that's the thing is i can get caught in the moment and then maybe maybe seconds or minute or days later go oh ooh, dang okay wow mm-hmm. so that but that's still okay that yeah but, still
0: but that's like that's life like it wouldn't be life if you didn't get caught up in the moment and get carried to get taken swept away like you kind of want those things to happen too right. um, And the not self is very good at at that, I think, kind of Mm -hmm. sweeping Mm -hmm. you away and but maybe into like a little downward spiral. So so
1: that's the thing is, if you can be swept away and then recognize your truth being swept away and what trajectory that truth went on, what happened mm -hmm. there, the whole story, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where you can truly cognize that whole now space story in the present of Mm -hmm. who and what you are. It's yeah. just like wow. I know I know who I am. I kind of have this feel of yeah. I have an idea of what I'll say yes and no to. Although in the moment, what actually comes out. Oh, that was new. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you kind of process it after, like you watch it happen after it's already happened. You're watching the movie. Uh-huh. You're going, this has happened, and I'm I'm watching how it went, and now and not judging it, not judging how I reacted in that moment or which way I went, and that's the big piece is when we Mm -hmm. replay stuff back in our minds, we're always going, well, I should have done this better or like that was stupid. This is like no judgment. You're just here to observe. This is where I feel like my third line was very helpful is because I can really think of things as an experiment and it helps me to separate myself and and look at it objectively, just like you said, Mm. and go, okay, this Mm -hmm. is how this went. And before my mind could come in and be like, oh, you said something stupid. I'm like, oh no, we're... I said that. And then this is what happened next. Like, if you look at it as an actual like science experiment, this happened, which caused this to happen. And then this happened like, and leave out all the bullshit you think about yourself, then it's, 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 it's easier to have a awareness, but also a compassion for yourself that you're doing a good job and you're totally cool. And the not self is coming in and saying, Hey, you know, What's the not-self theme of generator frustration, right? Is that the deal? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were talking about the earlier, how you were super frustrated. And when I learned about the not-self theme of projector being bitterness, I was like, no, I don't ever feel bitter. I'm which, not bitter. That's yeah, stupid I I to know. say that. <laughs> because, because to me, bitter, I, I had such a negative connotation with that word. And I was like, this, uh-huh, is, uh-huh. this is terrible. I can't be this. And then I realized it's just a part of the projector the whole package because with recognition and lack of recognition comes bitterness Uh and for the generator you want to be satisfied and if you're not satisfied hey you're pretty freaking frustrated so it's like they go together and they have to exist
1: the satisfaction only comes from using the energy correctly in response it's the only Mm -hmm. way
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hear that generators and manifesting generators You're Uh all trying to do stuff when you should just be responding to things.
1: Right. Trust the response. You're always responding to something, even a change in temperature. Like, oh, it's kind of cold. I don't have to think about or be invited in to put a jacket on, you know?
0: (laughs) You fucker. I hate you for saying that. I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, somebody told me. No, I'm teasing you.
1: (laughs) Somebody told me that they were told you have to be invited to leave your house.
0: No, they did not
1: they literally told me that this is what we're talking
0: about people there's some shit that comes out of human design that's it's the exact opposite that sounds so controlling to me when human design needs to be like the invitation is for big things and things that have to do with other people most of the time almost anything that's just you which is like what am i gonna eat what am i gonna wear can i leave my house today those things You figure that out on your own. You don't need anyone to invite you to do Mm -hmm. those things. I didn't need anyone to invite me to do this podcast, but I don't have anyone on who doesn't invite themselves. (laughs) So you're actually the closest person lately that I kind of invited on because we were talking Mm -hmm. about it on Facebook and I was like, hey, come on. But usually I wait for people to email me or message me and say, I want to be on. And then oh. I go, okay, you're on. Very so cool. while this whole thing came about because I wanted to talk to other people about human design and I didn't really care who listened. Now mm-hmm. I feel it's kind of cool to experiment with radical invitation in this way, yeah. because in the rest of my life, it's a little bit more difficult, but here I can be like, don't ask anyone to see what happens. hmm and sometimes I have nobody on for a month and then sometimes I have like five people on. So it just oh, yes. it goes like this and it's easier that way. And I don't feel bitter when I ask somebody to be on and they're like, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Which happened when I first started the podcast, I was all over the place. You want to be on, you want to do it. You want to do it. And people were like, no. And I'm, yeah, I've,
1: <laughs> I've gotten a couple of those for my own couple of no, thank yous, couple of no responses.
0: <laughs> yeah, but if for you, it can be a little bit different because for, from what I gather from the the generator response is the invitation feels more specific. Like yeah. I'm asking you to do this or I think you would be great at this. And the generator response feels more like, oh, they're talking about this thing. Oh, that sounds cool. My body is responding to what they're talking about. But you don't have necessarily have to be invited. Right, you just, right. Your body responds to what it's put in front
1: of it. Mhm. I suppose yeah. that is a difference because when it comes to well it's it's funny because sometimes I have felt like I've invited somebody out of the blue to be on the podcast and we had a good time. Other times I've I've felt like an invitation out of the blue is close to an initiation and and thereby may have not warranted a response mm. and so for me these mechanics and this awareness is all about learning the the elements that aren't personal you know it's like nothing personal these are the mechanics to how reality operates you know mm-hmm. no big deal it's just how things happen we can learn to understand that for real and see it
0: that's interesting. Cause I've always thought of my design as so vague, my personal design. And now that I'm thinking about the invitation, it feels very specific and the response feels vague. Like the generator response feels like there's, like you said, there's so many things that you can respond to. And am I responding or am I initiating? I don't know. Maybe right. I gotta, so I gotta wait.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Like my whole idea of even as a person to give readings to people for human design or to have private sessions with somebody to understand this stuff. Mm
0: -hmm. Was
1: that out of response or is it an initiation? Like when I, would I do something like that, it becomes this, well, I don't even know because Mm -hmm. it became into that vague space of, was that responding to something or not? I don't have mental clarity on it. Mm -hmm. And then for me, and it's kind of easy for me, I suppose, having this hopeful motivation, undefined Ajna, Seventeen mm-hmm. six and a 43 four.
0: Yeah.
1: I've got this system that's built to go. Oh, okay. Nothing's permanent. It's not only my mind and my thinking, but it's
0: nothing. Oh, okay. I love, I say, I say everything is temporary almost every day because Gosh. we hold on to things like it's going to be the rest of our life. Even if we can foresee it being there for years in the future, it's still not the rest of your life. And you mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen. This thing might drop off, whatever it is. And you never it's gone from your life forever or it might hang out until you're dead like right? we can't predict the future so this is why i'm another reason i was so happy i found human design is because i realized i don't really need like goals or like lists or schedules
1: yeah i'm not the one in charge to make the rules and the plans i'm on the cross of planning for crying out loud Are you across the planning, planning? yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's hilarious and you're like i don't plan anything well your body is like your body has the plan this head is holding the plan and yeah. it doesn't tell
1: <laughs> i recognized there's a bigger oh, plan you know i i have a role to play as part in a bigger plan and by oh, surrendering awesome. my need to figure it out and understand it i can actually do it
0: <laughs> and this is what's so cool about design is there might be another person with cross crossover planning with different configurations to where goals and lists and actual plans is helpful for them and strategic for them and moving forward. Right. Um, But like you said, for yourself and myself, I'm a Sphinx cross, by the way. Undefined G, Sphinx cross.
1: Undefined G, Sphinx?
0: Isn't that weird?
1: It (sighs) happens. I've seen every single gate in the G activated, not defined.
0: It's insane how some of that happens. Yeah. There's only, if you all don't know, there's only two incarnation crosses where all the gates are in one center and it's mm-hmm. the G center and it's the vessel of love and Sphinx. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first learned about human design, I thought that that was what made an incarnation cross was like four gates in the same center. Oh. Until so yeah. I like was reading about it and somebody told me that mine was pretty rare because they're all in the same center. And it was like, aren't they all supposed to be in the same center? And they go, no, most of the times they're all all over the place. So, and to have a directional cross without consistent access to direction is a mind fucking a half. It's just like you said, there's pieces of your design where you're like, hey, like, how does this work together? And that's the beauty of the experiment is the whole time you're just kind of watching how it works together. And then mm-hmm. this little piece doesn't work together, and then now it works together again. And know, we're not like <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. it's about observing your life from an objective place and not taking everything so personally and so seriously.
1: Especially because for you, we, lines we on the don't
0: roof. have control, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm a three six, so I'm on the roof, but I also have to come down and make a mess and then go back up.
1: You're you're never allowed to just go have a 20 year vacation. You you come no, back down and go back up and you have get a to be in so-
0: it. That's what someone shared that with me one of my first readings when I learned about because I remember the six line, the roof thing was bother bothersome to me. And I couldn't figure out why. And he was like, Well, you're not really meant to be up there like the other six lines, like you're not meant to stay up there. You're gonna have to come down and like get into the stuff. Before you really are aware, like you need it for your awareness piece. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yes. I'm like, great. Because I felt so like (laughs) I wasn't sure what to do. I feel like I didn't have all the information to be on Mm -hmm. the roof. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, maybe it's because I'm 40 and I'm not on the roof yet. I don't know. Or that's a stupid age thing.
1: (laughs) That's what I really appreciate about the endless nuance to the design. Like there's details and details and details and details and details. You can go on and on and on, study forever and still learn new things yeah and it gives my mind something to chew on you see i was born in the quarter of initiation Mm -hmm. and so that means i find my fulfillment in life through the mental sphere Mm
0: -hmm. so you're a first quarter i'm a fourth quarter
1: fourth quarter your mutation then okay Mm -hmm. yeah Exactly. So, so your fulfillment in life comes from your specific role modeling direction of this is what's possible in human life. You know, like this is what we can do. This is a whole new example, totally different from all y'all get out of here. This is me. Mm -hmm.
0: And I've been really working on, that's. I've been working on that and I've gotten a lot better because I do, whenever I find myself wanting, wanting to do what everybody else is doing, I automatically go, well, why? Like, why do you want to do that? And then a lot of times I'll turn and go the other way. And I have the, Mm. the confidence to do that when I used to not, Mm
1: -hmm. and in
0: this human design space, I've been really thinking about what, what I want to share and what I think would be fulfilling to me as well. And not just to the other, because I know as a projector, I'm here for the other, but I also want to feel fulfilled too. So um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. lately I've been going back to the beginning, like when you first come to human design and you're a human design baby, and you know, nothing like what can I, what, what kind of support could I be for those people? What can I share? What I want to be, I want to do readings, but more, I want to do coaching, but not because I hate that word. Um, Even as a projector,
1: you don't like the word coaching?
0: I hate coaching. It just feels so like I got to make a syllabus and there's plans and there's, yes, I do. Guiding works. Okay,
1: okay. Okay.
0: Guiding is fine. Coaching to me feels too involved. Too strategic. (laughs) Yeah, and like I have to give them too much stuff. Like here's your PDFs and all your shit. And I don't do, Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I'm here to be, I like this. This is what I like. Right. I don't make written word stuff i do video and talking Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i used to think that that was a negative of mine that i wasn't well-rounded no if you got your way
1: you got your way and it's not
0: interested and i'm not interested in it so i'm trying to figure out a way to support by giving people the space and the time because i do think at the beginning people rush like they they it's just it's an unconscious thing when you learn about a new system, you want to get as much information as possible and you want to try to move to the next step. (laughs) And I think when it comes to design, people put themselves on that path of like checking off the boxes and then they realize, oh, that's not the point, but they're already there. So they keep going of like, okay, I'm working on my strategy and my authority. Okay, what's next? Let's talk about the centers. Oh, now we're going to go to variable. And it's just... I don't think people will give themselves enough space and time with projector generator. Just the type, the very mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like oh. you learn that, you read about it like it's a little horoscope and then you move forward and go into the more specifics. No, I got to know more specific about myself. Mm. No. Start with your type.
1: Try it out.
0: Yeah, and really see how that feels. Uh-huh. And as I'm talking with you, I'm like working out how this might look for people. So this is very helpful. Um, mm. Very third line. I have to be in it to win it type of situation.
1: Let's go. You know, I'm a one three. I'm, I'm in it.
0: <laughs> so, so yeah. So that's where I'm, I I want to come at it from. And I'm glad that you said similar things. It's like, you want to read for people, but you want them to come to you when they're ready like Mm -hmm. and i also feel like you don't feel like somebody who wants to hold their hand and like lead them through the whole process
1: right well it's kind of fascinating there because i'm actually very different in style from how raw did the whole thing
0: okay yeah he raw basically said here's the information guys have fun
1: yeah, I mean, he would literally shock you the most he possibly could. Wow, Bye. and then go follow your strategy and authority. <laughs> you
0: know. He's not lying.
1: No, I, ever listened
0: lying. to no, you're no. not lying because you, if you've ever listened to a raw lecture, that's he'll 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 shock you with his gay fifty one and then leave you to it. And sit back and just be like, yeah, let's see what happens. And for other people, that might be very uncomfortable to do. Mm -hmm. But for Ra, he loved it. That
1: was the easiest, natural way to express himself. And so I happen to be a 51 as well. However, it's very different. Like my definition is purely tribal and logical.
0: Mm -hmm. And he was a manifestor too. So he's very like.
1: Right. (laughs) In your place. Like for for him, it was, I'm going to read your chart. I'm going to tell you what I see. You're going to be shocked. And then you're going to leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah. For me, it's like, I look at this picture and, oh, there's a beautiful being right here. Mm -hmm, And then I look at the person and I ask how they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then from there, when I know where they're at, I'm able to actually share with them what I see from their high potential and their low potential attuned to where they're at, because mm-hmm. the most important thing for me is this back and forth that you and I are having right now, you know, like this is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm in a reading, it's the same thing as this, except for, Hey, there's a chart there and we can actually, Oh, Hey, you have a problem. Well, that's where this right here. That's, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't have to be anymore, you know? Yeah. And so for me, it's actually, I'm a big fan of the long-term support.
0: How do you do that?
1: Well, I- I'm not interested in holding your hand every single day, every step of the yeah, way. Yeah, Yeah, me too what i want to do is to teach you what it actually means to be your own authority i want to teach you how to be yourself and so i can't even do that that's a joke you know i can't teach you how to be yourself all i can do is point in the direction that you're that you are you know like so you already there's a bit of paradox in there and I, I love playing with that and that's why for me it's all about being able to spend some now space with somebody mm-hmm. and then like if they're having a tough time we can look at the chart of either them or other people we can talk about the mechanics and the basic like what happens in life mm-hmm. and i'm not going to hold your hand every single step of the way
0: mm-hmm.
1: but i'm going to help you'll, you. you'll
0: do this more than once with a person oh, like if yeah, they want sure, continued support. Mind.
1: I don't mind at all because like I have a totally unique outer authority and I love hearing it as much as anybody else too I Uh like this is the most satisfying work I can ever do in my entire life is this stuff
0: yeah I agree so
1: it's it's hard for me to turn somebody down like if somebody's like if somebody signed up five six seven times and they still don't get it and they just want to keep hearing me say it (laughs) then eventually I might say no like maybe next (laughs) year eventually you know
0: Just process this stuff first, guy or girl or whoever.
1: Like, I can't can't do the work for you, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you what the work is. I can show you how to get there and how to do it yourself. You know, we can learn how to do this alchemical process of Mm -hmm. what's called the great work, you know, the actual transmutation of the philosopher's stone. Like, we can do this stuff, you know, it's possible.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to balance being exactly as like excited and wanting like i'm in that space of positive and oh my god your chart is so beautiful balancing that with in like my inconsistent energy and wanting to help but also i have to be careful and yeah. sometimes i'm trying to find like a space in there where i can still be supportive but also not give mm-hmm. away too much of my energy and that's it's kind an of
1: incredibly different thing like the system that you have and the system that i have like I got all four of my motors open. I can go straight through a penta or a wah without a care in the world. It don't matter. You this know, girl. like a totally different. Totally I'm different. absorbing it all
0: and holding on to the stuff. And so I think that it's funny because even when I read for generators, sometimes in my head, I'll say, do I have anything to offer you? Like it just pops into my mind. I don't really, it's like an unconscious thing because I feel like a lot of times I'm telling them stuff and they're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that. I know, I know, I know. And I just want to stop and be like, hey, you think you know what respond is. You think you know, but do you respond? Do you listen to your sacral? Or are um, you just saying, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, and then when I read for non-energy types, a lot of times they're like, oh my God, thank you for telling me that I don't have to keep up with everybody. Oh, but now how do I do it? And that's where It's like, I love giving people this information and them feeling very validated. But then it's the support after that where it's like, okay, now I have this information. What do I do with it? And that's where I want to be helpful. But I'm working on like this human design hotline thing. I've got some stuff. (laughs) Oh,
1: fun, fun. Sounds exciting. Uh, What I'm seeing right now is this deep importance for the projector to be able to honor their space and to be separate to not be this person who shows up at the first call of could you help me yeah what do you need like be a person who's farther back of it's kind of difficult to actually get a hold of me like do you Mm -hmm. actually have my attention do you actually have an influence on me at all
0: Mm -hmm. and it's hard (laughs) and you we're not supposed to be part of the group we're on the outside and so and projectors (laughs) are the first one to run into the middle of the group always we're like hey, what's going on what do you need run
1: into the middle and they bounce off the generators until they collapse
0: because our sacros are like yeah yeah this is so exciting oh, the yeah. easiest way for me to describe it is like someone just shot you with adrenaline and you really have no control if you're around a bunch of generators i wait tables part-time so i'm always around a lot of energy and when i'm at the restaurant i'm like poof, poof, here there blah, blah, blah. my they put like these little symbols next to our name and mine is running feet because I'm fast. <laughs> and, <laughs> and at first, before I learned about design, because I've worked at this restaurant for a long time, I thought that I took that as a compliment. And then when I learned about design, I was like, I think I should ask them to change this. because. And I have left it just because it reminds me every time I see it to slow down. But because oh. I see it, I'm like, oh. oh, that's some fast feet. They want, I'm like, I got to go slow. It helps it's not about
1: right. It's not about asking them to change it. It's about honoring and owning yourself so that the things the others have to say, it's like I like what I heard there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I don't mind that when I'm in a group of generators, I'm I'm very good at prioritizing. I'm super fast. Like I'm right. I take a lot of tables. I do a great job. And it's that's nice, but it's not sustainable, first of all, it's temporary. And when I leave. I feel dead. Like mm. I just, I work four days a week and that might as well be every day because right. I'm, for three days after I'm like this. And mm-hmm. it's not great, but it's where I'm at right now. Um,
1: and I imagine your alternating appetite actually works very well in that restaurant environment.
0: Why, why do you say that?
1: Well, I was told about, alternating appetite and this capacity to go in a circle so it'll be yes. like do a little of this over here a little of that over yes. there yes a little of this over here and you make it all the way back around to the first one and there there that is and you move on with that and there's this rhythm and this pattern yeah. this cyclical thing going i forward. also have
0: gate five in two activations so i'm ah. very rhythmic uh-huh. and cyclical just like you said yeah it does mm-hmm. i never even mm-hmm. thought of it that way but yeah it d- Yeah, I do. I'm very, I have an order of, I call it my order of operations.
1: (laughs) That's like one of my favorite things. That's one of the few things I actually learned from school.
0: Me too. (laughs) I don't remember the order of operations in math, but I know order of operations means what's the order in which I'm going to do the stuff? Like, hello. Well,
1: that's, it's PEMDAS, if you wanted to remember.
0: Like plus, minus, division. Parentheses.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Parentheses, addition, subtraction, multiplication, division.
0: I'm so bad at math.
1: Addition, subtraction. Probably. Parentheses, exponents, Exponents. multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. Yeah. Got
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, but I do, and I think that's part of the. And this is another thing when I talk speak to mental projectors because we're told not to do anything with this, your mind is not here to make decisions. Like, don't do anything up here, but this is all we get to find. So that's kind of- aware. Don't
1: do anything up here. That's a disgrace.
0: I know, but like <laughs> your mind is not here to make decisions, like la la la. Right. And so I have to, a lot of times when I'm working with a mental projector, I let them know it's okay to rely on your logic and to use your logical mind to help you process things. As long as it's not the- the deciding factor, but you're going to process like, that's just it, Mm -hmm. especially I have a defined Ajna. So duh, like that's just how it works. So when it comes to logical things, like when I go to the rest into the restaurant, I like a list will appear in my head. It's like this, Mm. this is next. This is next. This is next. This is next. And I don't even pay attention to other people. I'm like,
1: Mm.
0: I'm going. Mm -hmm. And that's where I know it's okay to use this. Because that's a, another thing I think it, a lot of people sort of misconstrue in human design is that this is not we're not supposed to do anything with this stuff up here, right? Isn't that yeah, what you hear a lot mind. of? Don't use your mind to make decisions. Don't this see sucks right there. With that's the
1: only this. thing though. That's the only thing though is don't use your mind to make decisions. You can do anything else with it. Yeah. And, and here's the fundamentals of what it can do. It can see <laughs> things it can, you know, you can see things, you can measure what you see, and you mm-hmm. can communicate that with other people. Mm-hmm. That's you can basic- get
0: inspired from this whole area right. to do something new or to try something new.
1: And if I feel that and my body says no, I wouldn't do it. <gasps> if my oh body my says God. yes or my body doesn't get in the way, you know, if my body's willing to, then we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, try neutral,
0: body neutral. You're like, let's go. Well, I think mean, that's a good idea because you're a third line. So you have to be in it.
1: <laughs> well, the, there is, there is both let's go. And there's also we're present, you know? Oh,
0: yeah. And so
1: it's, it's learning to listen to the unconscious field. I believe that's the most important thing is because I've heard that somewhere between two and 5% of all the bits of information that our brain is being processed, two and 5% is conscious. Mm -hmm. Not a lot. And so what we're doing in the strategy and authority game is giving the authority to the 95% instead of that 5%. So instead of the five getting caught up in all the bullshit of the 95, it's the Mm -hmm. 95 running the show as it does. And then that 5% going, wow, that's really
0: cool. Look at that. Yeah. Oh my God. I, you have, you have like this energy of bravery. That's really cool. Like, just like, like trust. It comes across to me as bravery. (laughs) I don't know why, but it's like, you just, it, I don't know how to explain it, but you're, you're like a, a really sparkly generator you know <laughs> so well, i'm
1: so thing is is i experience satisfaction on the daily mm-hmm. like once i learned that i can experience satisfaction that will make all the frustration i ever felt dissolve and i can forget about it and i can remember satisfaction da- daily and that we can actually live in a generated frequency of satisfaction as the primary background it doesn't have to be frustration it's mm-hmm. like oh. <gasps> it's possible you know yeah. we can have a good time
0: yeah yeah generators <laughs> think about it. Satisfaction is such a, a nice, it's a fun place to be. And there's so many ways to go with that term. Like what makes you feel satisfied in life is not the same as another generator. So experiment with it and see what you like and projectors, you just wait for that invitation. Okay.
1: And the thing is, is don't, you don't have to be sitting around the whole time doing no, nothing. No, no. You, you live your life, you know, you let, let you life share. happen. You share.
0: For me, it's the easiest thing because I'm a third line is to remember I'm here to share. And so whenever I have the slightest inkling that I want to share something, I share it. And I try not to worry about what it looks like or sounds like, or the words that I chose or the time of day or fucking algorithm that I'm Mm. sharing it to. (laughs) Yeah, Because I don't often, I don't always feel like I want to share, but when I do, it's like, I just want to give it, I just want to give it to you. And then I think about it afterwards and I uh, compound, expand upon it and things like that. But the third line really makes it easy for me. And as a projector, you kind of have to make yourself visible, which is difficult for us because we're waiting for the invitation, but Mm -hmm. we also have to be visible to be invited. Like you have to see us. So Uh we have to make ourselves seen all while waiting for the invitation. So however you can make yourself seen while you're waiting, that's fun for you. My Um, innocence motivation is always like, what is fun? What is going to be the most fun thing? And that's where I try to go. Okay. I
1: have a question then. And this is not like a literal, you need to answer now question. It's a question about innocence, motivation itself and the experience of it. Mm -hmm. And so this is the question of, how can i not be involved what can i not be involved with Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like if if you're ever stressed or things are a problem where where am i not actually meant to be involved you know that's to me that's like the highest question i can give an innocence motivation Mm
0: -hmm. and i I drop stuff i go what can i drop what can be dropped right now from Uh my energy from my body like what can just
1: and eventually my theory is that eventually You won't even care about what's fun or not. Because it's all fun. Well, in in a way, yeah, in a way, yeah. And also because like when I look at the transference of the innocence of the six, I see the motivation of desire in the three. And so I'm seeing that there is this potential intelligence around not being involved. You know, it's not about I desire that or not. Oh, I'm not involved. And there's some kind of intelligence in there. And so whenever you ask yourself and you're able to let go of something, it's to me, I see it's like getting a little bit closer to that higher intelligence. Like for me as a hopeful motivation, it's like, well, on one hand, what can I hope in? What can I believe in? I'm what's called anti-theistic hope. So I can only hope in what I understand the mechanics of. Mm -hmm. It's like I, I comprehend and now I believe in it and I hope.
0: Yeah, that's awesome
1: and so my question is for me like rather than what can i not be involved with what am i not here to interfere with and they're they're different and similar questions
0: yeah cuz hope and innocence are very similar but i can see the difference and you can see the difference i think for me innocence well mostly my entire design feels very hands off yeah like very laissez faire uh-huh and I, I, almost every part, my three six mental projector in, in a sense, feels very like you said, let let less. Where where do you not need to involve yourself? Uh huh. Uh-huh. And that's so hard.
1: <laughs> and that's where your intelligence is, though. I think the thing is, is eventually I imagine this would be post coming off the roof. So after fifty, at some point yeah. after fifty, wherein there's that potential for that. What can I let go of? is perhaps not so difficult. It actually became the intelligence itself of Mm -hmm. letting go of things at the right time and moving on to the next thing and not because I really desired this. However, there was a higher intelligence that was actually running the show of innocence, like this genuine Mm -hmm. innocence of whoop, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is.
0: (laughs) Innocence is fun. My my husband, who by the way is desire motivation, so he is my transference. (laughs) <laughs> and it, whenever we're on a walk or anything, he he's he likes it. But he pointed it out to me when we first started dating, he was like, "You know, like that you get really excited about like a leaf and like a bird." And I'm like, "Yes, I know this. I like it. Like, I'm like, look at this, look at this." And I've always known that about myself. And at first, I thought it was silly. Like, why, why do I act like that? Like. Why do I get so excited by this grass or this tree
1: mm-hmm. or
0: stuff? And now when I learned about innocence, I was like, oh, this is innocence motivation. Like mm-hmm. I'm looking at this leaf and and like wondering, how are you this many colors? How is this part, this color? And like, how are you doing this? Oh, this bird, listen to that sound this bird makes. It doesn't sound like that bird. They're so cool. They're talking mm-hmm. to each other. And it can sound like an in innocence motivation can sound like a total stoner, but it's what it is. It's fine it's like seeing things and and being really like not interested but focused and almost distracted in a way by this thing and the beauty of it and how it's here and yeah. why it's here and i I'll get very distracted with, like <laughs> doing that kind of stuff, and someone will be talking to me, and I'm like, what
1: and for and- me, my perception is that there's a big difference between like, I have these moments of joy and wonder of surprise and this satisfaction, this, these wonderful little moments of innocence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's a big difference between that versus when that drive could actually be telling you what to do all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause
1: that same force could become self-disrespectful.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And when it's not, it's so beautiful and fun and happy. It
0: is pretty fun. I do like my motivation a lot. It's part of my, one of the parts of my design that I really like try to lean into and really enjoy. I should try to lean into all the parts though, especially the parts that freak me out. Oh, you
1: don't don't have to, you don't have to mentally tell yourself what to do, you know? Yeah, I know. You're a six line unconscious. Yeah. You, you, You can't help but mutate.
0: Yeah. And I, like I said, Sean, my husband is a desire motivation. Yeah. I gotcha. He's a desire motivation, but he's also, he's oh, a okay. two, he's a two, four sacral generator, spleen, sacral heart. That's it. Oh. He's like a caveman.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's, awesome.
0: That's what I tell him. Like you're, you're caveman, you're, you spleen, which to me is very old energy, like caveman energy and sacral and then heart you're these three only
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. those are fixed yeah
0: and, yours, and it's
1: yours is what head ajna throat right or
0: just ajna throat
1: oh just Ajna's to open head just okay. two i'm a just
0: a little Which with a 11 1156
1: okay abstract gotcha gotcha
0: that is it that's what yeah, i got
1: I'm a, I'm a 56 myself without a 11 and i'm a 17 without a 62 and a 43 without a 23
0: um I am also the which one is the 43 from the Ajna?
1: It's from the Ajna aiming down towards the Yeah, I'm
0: also a 43 without a 23. Ah,
1: fun. Yeah.
0: So we get stuff in here and we're like I wanted to
1: literally it's hearing a <laughs> vibration. It to it's it's hearing a vibration that makes no sound. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's and trying to put sound to it with your mouth. trying to like make words out of this thing
1: right and if you don't have a 23 which the job of the 23 is to break down vibrations into acoustic elements and to form words sentences out of it if you don't have a 23 it's like well i know and i can't tell you sorry i tried
0: (laughs) it's just not gonna come out right maybe if there's a transit coming or do you have a 23 then stand right here and then we'll go
1: (gasps) Did you invite me or did you ask me first? You know, like they yeah. gotta have oh, a context.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you for chatting with me for so long. I just looked at the clock. I'm like, oh wow, we've been talking for a while. I didn't even notice.
1: Oh yeah. I haven't even um, I haven't looked either.
0: This but oh. this has been a really great conversation. And like I said, I would love to have you back on. Maybe we'll talk about not self more in depth, but um why don't you tell people where to find you if they want to find you
1: yeah wonderful thank you i can um send you the link as well essentially i have a youtube page and if you search my name here ian ohm you'll probably find it the the page name is also at dharma science radio so that's what it's that's what it's currently called
0: okay i'll link everything too
1: right yeah make it all nice and easy because gosh I love these conversations it's so fulfilling you know
0: yeah it's this was really fun and you really every time I have a conversation with somebody they kind of give me new ideas about human design but usually it's just like one and I you have mm. me in like all of these different directions so yeah. it's really cool Um, your generator nest is like oh. so.
1: and the one three to the three six like that's a there's a direct transmission of information mm-hmm. available there through the third line
0: that's why my other good friend and i when we talk we get along so well when we talk we bounce stuff off and she's a one three as well and mm-hmm. the three six i think we really as long as the particular three six isn't hyper fixate in on knowing everything and needing to explain everything because i i used to be like that and, I, and now and i was like you know what i can relax And when we have, her and I have conversations and she teaches me something, I can go, oh my gosh, tell me more. Okay. Mm -hmm. Give me more. And I don't feel like I sound stupid. I just feel open to the information. Uh Uh-huh. And the idea of like studying and doing like the first line thing makes me want to barf. So I leave it to you guys.
1: That's totally a six line thing because the six, two, who brought me into this does not really study very much at all. And like as a one, three with nine first lines, it's like,
0: it's. It's your I deal. Studied,
1: I studied until I could talk in design while half asleep.
0: See? Yeah. And I thought I was, that was a requirement of me to be of no. value. And then I realized as a three-six, it's actually the opposite. It's more about getting into the mess before learning about any of it.
1: Right. Because you get in the mess and you start to identify it. And all of a sudden yeah. things start flowing a little better. And it's cleaner. And it's more organized. And it's flowing the way it becomes your mess. And it's like, mm-hmm. ah, I like this one.
0: Yeah, and my one three friend, she's always like, when I'm trying to figure things out and process, she goes, "Are you in it? Are you have you been? Have you put yourself in it? Are you in it? Have you started?" And I'm like, "No, I'm trying to figure it out before I." She's like, "Start and then figure it out." And I'm like, "I know, but it feels so <laughs> counterintuitive and uncomfortable." But that's where the beauty is. If you're in your human design experiment and it feels super uncomfortable, you're totally. You're doing a great job. You're on the right track. Yeah, we are very proud of you over here. It's going to
1: feel really uncomfortable until you suddenly recognized, maybe for a moment, like, wow, I was more relaxed than I've ever been. Mm -hmm. That was nice.
0: Yeah, deconditioning is, it's not all hearts and flowers. It's (gasps) going to be really uncomfortable and you're going to feel like you're doing, you're going the wrong way or like you messed something up somewhere, but you didn't. You're great.
1: Mm -hmm. we
0: think that you're great
1: Perfecto.
0: (laughs) so everybody go find ian and watch his videos i'm going to come watch your youtube channel now because i'm interested i
1: just i just uploaded one this morning that was a lot of fun and that's what started my wave today so feel free to let me know what you think maybe post a comment or something (laughs) yeah
0: yeah we we will we'll definitely check it out and thanks to you guys for listening and we'll have ian on again because he's fantastic so
1: Mm -hmm. bye
0: guys Bye, thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.